will have suffering in this world, be courageous. I have conquered the world. Welcome to Working with the Word, a weekly podcast designed to equip you with the skills and confidence for deeper daily Bible study. I'm Jeff O'Rear. And I'm Emerson Brown. Thank you for tuning in to the 68th episode of Working with the Word. In today's episode, we are moving forward in our study of the Gospel of John into our next to last section of the book. We're looking at chapters 13 through 17 today. As always, we want to spend some time simply reading the text and observing the flow of the story before we move on to making interpretation and application in future episodes. So let's begin by quickly recapping what we've seen so far. In chapters 1 through 4, we called that the period of Jesus' consideration as he presented himself as the Messiah to different kinds of people. In chapters 5 through 8, we saw Jesus in a period of controversy where the religious leaders began to persecute Jesus because of his teachings and his miracles. Most recently, we wrapped up the period of conflict in chapters 9 through 12 where the opposition escalated to the point where the Jews wanted to kill Jesus. At the end of chapter 12, we saw Jesus make one last passionate plea for people to believe before retreating from public view. Now his emphasis shifts dramatically from preaching to the crowds to preparing his apostles privately in what we're going to see today as the period of conference. So that's where we're picking up in chapter 13 today. So, if we are going to be doing some reading, we encourage you to grab a Bible if you can, or follow along and listen to us. We're reading from the Christian Standard Bible today, starting in John chapter 13, verse 1. Before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Now when it was time for supper... The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, to betray him. Jesus knew that the Father had given everything into his hands and that he had come from God, and that he was going back to God. So he got up from supper, laid aside his outer clothing, took a towel, and tied it around himself. Next, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and to dry them with the towel tied around him. He came to Simon Peter who asked him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you don't realize now, but afterward you will understand. You will never wash my feet, Peter said. Jesus replied, If I don't wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. One who has been bathed, Jesus told him, does not need to wash anything except his feet, but he is completely clean. You are clean, but not all of you, for he knew who would betray him. This is why he said, not all of you are clean. When Jesus had washed their feet and put on his outer clothing, he reclined again and said to them, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are speaking rightly, since that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should also do just as I have done for you. Truly, I tell you, a servant is not greater than his master, and a messenger is not greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I'm not speaking about all of you. 
I know those I have chosen, but the scripture must be fulfilled. The one who eats my bread has raised his heel against me. I am telling you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am he. Truly I tell you, whoever receives any ones I send receives me, and the one who receives me receives him who sent me. When Jesus had said this, he was troubled in his spirit and testified, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. The disciples started looking at one another, uncertain of which one he was speaking about. One of his disciples, the one Jesus loved, was reclining close beside Jesus. Simon Peter motioned to him to find out who it was he was talking about. So he leaned back against Jesus and asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus replied, He's the one I give the piece of bread to after I have dipped it. When he had dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas, Simon Iscariot's son. After Judas ate the piece of bread, Satan entered him. So Jesus told him, What you are doing, do quickly. None of those reclining at the table knew why he said this to him. Since Judas kept the money bag, some thought that Jesus was telling him, Buy what we need for the festival, or that he should give something to the poor. After receiving the piece of bread, he immediately left, and it was night. When he had left, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and he will glorify him at once. Children, I am with you a little while longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so now I tell you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Lord, Simon Peter said to him, Where are you going? Jesus answered, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Lord, Peter asked, Why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus replied, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, I tell you, a rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If not, I would have told you. I am going away to prepare a place for you. If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, so that where I am, you may be also. You know the way to where I am going. Lord, Thomas said, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Lord, said Philip, show us the Father, and that's enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been among you all this time, and you do not know me, Philip? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I speak to you I do not speak on my own. The Father who lives in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. Truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and he will do even greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. But you do know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live too. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I also will love him and will reveal myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it you're going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. The one who doesn't love me will not keep my words. The word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have spoken these things to you while I remain with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled or fearful. You have heard me tell you, I am going away and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you may believe. I will not talk with you much longer, because the ruler of the world is coming. He has no power over me. On the contrary, so that the world may know that I love the Father, I do as the Father commanded me. Get up. Let's leave this place. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit, so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit, because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch, and he withers. They gather them and throw them into the fire. They are burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that ye produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you these things, so that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be complete. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore, because a servant does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. 
You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit, and that your fruit should remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. This is what I command you. Love one another. If the world hates you, understand that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. However, because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of it, the world hates you. Remember the word I spoke to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But they will do all these things to you on account of my name, because they don't know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. Now they have no excuse for their sin. The one who hates me also hates my father. If I had not done the works among them that no one else has done, they would not have sin. Now they have seen and hated both me and the Father. But this happens so that the statement written in their law might be fulfilled. They hated me for no reason. When the Counselor comes, the one I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. You also will testify because you have been with me from the beginning. I have told you these things to keep you from stumbling. They will ban you from the synagogues. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering service to God. They will do these things because they haven't known the Father or me. But I have told you these things so that when their time comes, you will remember I told them to you. I didn't tell you these things from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going away to him who sent me. And not one of you asks me, where are you going? Yet, because I have spoken these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I am telling you the truth. It is to your benefit that I go away, because if I don't go away, the Counselor will not come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world about sin, righteousness, and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father and you will no longer see me and about judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. He will glorify me, because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything the Father has is mine. This is why I told you that he takes from what is mine and will declare it to you. A little while, and you will no longer see me. Again, a little while, and you will see me. Then some of his disciples said to one another, What is this he's telling us? A little while, and you will not see me. Again, a little while, and you will see me, and because I am going to the Father. They said, What is this he is saying a little while? We don't know what he's talking about. Jesus knew they wanted to ask him, and so he said to them, Are you asking one another about what I said? A little while and you will not see me. Again, a little while and you will see me. Truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You will become sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her time has come. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the suffering 
because of the joy that a person has been born into this world, so you also have sorrow now. But I will see you again. Your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy from you. In that day, you will not ask me anything. Truly, I tell you, anything you ask in my Father, He will give you. Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, so that your joy may be made complete. I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech. A time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. On that day you will ask in my name, and I am not telling you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Look, now you're speaking plainly and not using any figurative language. Now we know that you know everything and don't need anyone to question you. By this, we believe that you came from God. Jesus responded to them, Do you now believe? Indeed, an hour is coming and has come when each of you will be scattered to his own home and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. Jesus spoke these things, looked up to heaven, and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, so that the Son may glorify you, since you gave him authority over all flesh, so that he may give eternal life to everyone you have given him. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. I have glorified you on the earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, glorify me in your presence with that glory I had with you before the world existed. I revealed your name to the people who you gave me from the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you, because I have given them the words you gave me. They have received them, and have known for certain that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, because they are yours. Everything I have is yours, and everything you have is mine, and I am glorified in them. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are. While I was with them, I was protecting them by your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them is lost, except the son of destruction, so as the scripture may be fulfilled." Now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have joy completed in them. I have given them your word. The world hates them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I am not praying that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. I sanctify myself for them, 
so that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their word. May they all be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe you sent me. I have given them the glory that you have given me, so that they may be as one as we are one. I am in them, and you are in me, so that they may be made completely one, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am, so that they will see my glory, which you have given me, because you loved me before the world's foundation. Righteous Father, the world has not known you. However, I have known you, and they have known that you sent me. I made your name known to them, that they will continue to make it known, so that the love you have loved me with may be in them, and I may be in them. This is definitely a different kind of reading than what we've done before. I think it's a few more chapters than what we've done before. And it's not much narrative. Chapter 13 is, but the rest of it is just Jesus teaching and preparing his disciples. And it's interesting how much detail John records for us. There is so much here that that is not recorded in the other Gospels, but John wants us to understand what Jesus said to his disciples before he left them and went to the cross and was raised. So as we normally do after we read, we want to summarize just a little bit, maybe one thing from each chapter to kind of boil this down uh, and help us prepare for the episodes to come. So what's one thing from chapter 13 that we need to take as important? I think we need to see the sacrificial servant love of Jesus. The idea of servant leadership is demonstrated in here. The sacrificial love is talked about within this chapter and as well as chapters to come, particularly thinking about verse 34 of John chapter 13. Jesus is giving them this new commandment. They've heard for a long time, since at least the past 1,400 years, when the law was given at Mount Sinai in in the book of Leviticus when it says to love your neighbor. They've heard love one another. But Jesus is telling them, love one another just as I have loved you. You are to love one another. We're learning from Jesus' example and understand that's how we're supposed to love even today. And in chapter 14, we have another I am from Jesus. In the first part of the chapter, he's got this discussion with Thomas about, you know, you guys know where I'm going. And Thomas says, we don't know where you're going. We don't even know the way. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is pointing to himself as the road to, to the Father. And also in that chapter, he mentions that he's going to send the counselor. Other translations may have something like the comforter. But he talks about that a lot of in these chapters, the Holy Spirit coming and the role that the Holy Spirit is going to play in these men's lives. We'll talk about that more in detail, but he mentions that in order to comfort them and to show them that he's not going to leave them, as he says, as orphans, but he's going to give them a way to lead them and guide them so that they will know what they must do and where to go, what to teach after he himself leaves. In chapter 15, again, picking up with some more of the sacrificial love and some of the counselor discussions, Jesus opens this chapter by saying, I am the vine, this final of the I am statements in the book of John. The fact that Jesus provides the nourishment and really provides everything we need, understand that I'm just a branch that comes off of that vine. And if I'm going to bear fruit for him, I need to be connected to him. And understand that there may be some pruning involved, but all glory, all fruit bearing going to God because we are connected to Jesus Christ, the true vine. And then in chapter 16, in addition to repeating some of the things he said in earlier chapters, 
he really emphasizes persecution at the beginning of the chapter. He tells his disciples that you're going to be banned from synagogues. Some even try to kill you or actually kill you. But at the end of the chapter, I love this statement in verse 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world, but be courageous. I have conquered the world. I think that really summarizes most of what Jesus is saying in this chapter is things are going to get really dark and they're going to get really hard. Not only will you weep, but you're going to suffer and be persecuted, but know that I have conquered the world. So take courage and don't be troubled, don't be afraid, but know that Jesus has conquered the world. And finally, in chapter 17, sometimes we hear this referred to as the high priestly prayer, maybe something like this is Jesus's longest prayer we have recorded in scripture. Uh, We just want to note the fact for now that we're seeing Jesus's heart. You know, the things that are on Jesus' mind and very heavy on Jesus' heart right before his arrest and right before going to the cross. We'll break down those more in our interpretation and application episode. We're looking forward to getting more into this text and seeing this conversation, this period where Jesus is having this conference with his disciples and what we can learn and apply even to our lives today. So we want to leave you with a challenge to consider three important themes in this last section of John. Read through this again if you need to, and write down three of the themes that Jesus emphasizes repeatedly and how they apply to you. How do the the themes of, for instance, asking in Jesus' name, how does that apply? Or taking comfort or facing persecution. How do those themes apply to you and how are you going to implement them in your life today? Thank you for tuning into Working With The Word today. We're looking forward to getting into our individual episodes on John 13 through 17 and doing the interpretation application together. Start, like we mentioned in our challenge, thinking about how you can apply these things to our lives, but continue to do so by doing good observation and doing good interpretation as we'll journey through this section of text together. We're hoping to release these episodes soon-ish. At this time of recording, we haven't yet gotten to any of those individual episodes, and we're about to be on kind of an interesting in-between period where we're not doing many new things. So you might be expecting some rebroadcast of some old episodes over the next few weeks whenever this episode releases, but soon we'll be getting into John chapter 13 through John chapter 17 and looking at what Jesus has to say, doing our interpretation and application work. All of that to say that until we get to that point, or at any time, if there are questions or topics or books of the Bible or difficult passages you would like for us to consider in future episodes of Working with the Word, you can find and reach out to us on Facebook at Working with the Word, on Instagram at workingwiththeword.podcast, or send us an email to workingwiththewordpodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word, workingwiththewordpodcast at gmail.com. So, until next time, may you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity.